This message was presented at the GYC 2015 conference called Chosen Faithful in Louisville, Kentucky. For other resources like this, visit us online at www.gycweb.org. Let's bow our heads. Father in heaven, we thank you that you are such an awesome God and that you have given us the privilege of sharing your message with others. Please send your Holy Spirit upon this room today, this afternoon. Keep us awake, give us energy, give us wisdom, and give us a heart for your word. I thank you in Jesus' name, amen. I think we probably have a bit of a, you know, this is a, our seminar is continuous and the others, some of the others are repeat each time. And we perhaps we should have done that. We thought we had so much we needed to share. We needed to, to have it continuous. But uh, uh, l- let us just say this, that sometimes people think that preaching is scary. Anyone think about that? Actually, they say that, that uh, uh, one of the hardest things in the world to do is to stand up in front of someone else that you don't know, and give a presentation. It scares people to death. I see some smiles here. I was scared to death. But remember, yeah, if any of you were here in the previous session, I said it was all, you know, I was concentrating on myself, I, me. But you know what? When we give it to God, He will work in and through us. The Holy Spirit will give us the boldness, the power, and wisdom, and energy, and whatever else we lack. We actually have taken about 3,000 people and showed them how to preach overseas and here in the States. And the most exciting thing is we have never had a funeral yet. (laughs) No one has ever died. It really, it's life-changing, it's transforming, it's an extreme experience, it's, it's better than extreme sports, it's the most exhilarating, exciting thing you'll ever do, and you won't die. Isn't that thrilling? When you jump off the Victoria Falls Bridge, you might die. <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> die to self. <laughs> That's right. It's life-changing, it really is. When you make your first call, when you make your first call, and people come forward to accept Jesus, Wow. You'll, you'll sit there, you'll stand there and cry. Uh, it is so amazing to know that God has used you in such a special way. One of the most exciting things about overseas is the fact that you get to work with a translator because working with a translator gives you time to think. As a young person, too, you don't have to be embarrassed. If you mess up, the translator fixes it, and you'll never, ever see these people again, so you don't have to be embarrassed, except in heaven, right? <laughs> so working with a translator is a lot of fun. And I thought you might just enjoy this. This gives you a little example of how fun it is to work with a translator. Again, is to demonstrate the challenge of communicating the gospel cross-culturally in another language. Language and context is very important. We will illustrate this as an American pastor speaks through an interpreter. This is not to be a reflection on the ability of our national Christians to interpret, but rather it is a graphic demonstration why missionaries strive to master the language of the people with whom they live and labor. Today we have a, a great pastor from America come to speak to us. His name is Pastor Luke. 
I'm very pleased for the opportunity to interpret for this brother since he does not speak our language. Thank you, brother. Thank you, thank you. I'm very happy to be here with you tonight, and I'd like to say thank you for the dinner. He says thank you for the dinner. I must admit I have some butterflies in my stomach. What did you say? I said I have some butterflies in my stomach. It seems our guest has taken some fries into his stomach. But I really like the food. It was good. I, it was really great. Thank you. You like the fries? I, I like the food. It was very good. Oh. Very good. Well, well, he liked the fries. And I want you to know that I'm tickle pink tonight that uh, you've invited me here to share with you. Uh, it seems now that our guest has developed a rash and has been scratching himself so much that he has turned pink in places. I'm especially ecstatic about the topic that you've asked me to address. Our guest has a great deal of elastic in his dress. <laughs> that topic, my friends, is how to get our people involved in spiritual ministries. He's going to tell us how to get involved in ministering to the spirits. You see, there are too many people running around here with their, like chickens with their heads cut off. What? What are they doing? They're running around like chickens with their heads cut off. In this man's country, there must be terrible persecution. They're just killing people by cutting their heads off. Then they just run around for a while. I don't know why. Their testimony is not worth a hill of beans. Their testimony is not worth a mountain of vegetables. <laughs> I tell you, friends, it's time to get on the ball for Jesus. It's time to play sports for Jesus. Part of the problem is you who are pastors. Part of the problem is you pastors. You're always jumping the gun. Really? You, you, what are they doing? Uh, jumping the gun. Jump? Jump. Jumping the gun, you know? Ah, oh, yes. You're putting a gun on the ground and then you're jumping up and down on it. You're always shooting off at your mouth. Doing what? Shooting off at your mouth. Well, then you're taking the gun and shoot your lips off. I don't know why. And then when you just... Many times there's a problem with just being lackadaisical. Many times there's a problem with laxatives. <laughs> you must give them a reason to be glued to their seats. Glued? Glued to their seats. Glued to their seats. Okay, friends, listen very carefully. When people come to your church, you just put something sticky on the seat when they sit down and they can't get back up. I know how it is getting ready for church. I know how it is to prepare for church. It's late Sunday morning. It's late Sunday morning. The kids are in the yard as filthy as pigs. Kids? Yeah, you got kids too. Oh, yeah. They have some baby goats in the yard and they begin to look like pigs. Then you bring them into the house. You bring them into the house? Yeah, you bring them into the house and put them in the bathtub. You do? <laughs> he puts the baby goats in the bathtub. And then you begin to peel the mud off of them. Ooh, then you begin to scrape the mud off of them. In the meantime, your wife, she's in there busy making up her face. What is she doing? She's making up her face. Oh, yes, your wife is making her face happy for Jesus. You step outside and it's raining cats and dogs. Yeah, yeah, you step outside and small animals begin to fall from the sky. And about that time, your wife's hairdo hits her face. What hits her face? Her hairdo. It, it, it hits her face. Hairdo. Hair, hairdo. Hairdo. Yes. Oh. oh, yes. Oh, yes. His wife is hit in the face with one of the animals falling from the sky. 
It's enough to make your head spin. The flow makes your head rotate. In fact, it's enough to make you go bananas. I'm not sure why, but tropical fruit is coming in here somewhere. <laughs> well, you finally get to church. Thank God. And by the time you get there, you're not even thinking about God. No, by the time you get to this man's church, you don't even think about God. You're mad at your wife and your kids. You become insane with your wife and these baby goats. You are so upset that you begin to chew your wife out. Well, you've become so angry with your wife that you begin to bite her. People are just sitting like bumps on a log. People are just sitting like brown spots on wood. Your wife is trying to smile. Your wife is trying to grin. But everybody can tell you've just chewed her out. Everyone can see you have bitten her. The blood must still be running down. Oh my, I see the clock is, is flying and I must rush to a conclusion. Seems that this man has had a vision of flying clocks giving people con concussions. What you need to do is get into your closet in prayer. Closet? You mean the water closet? Closet, you know, any kind of closet. Oh uh, yes, what you need to do is go into the bathroom and pray. You need to go to the altar and grab a hold of the horns. There are horns there? Yeah, you know, the horns of the altar. Pray. Do you remember those baby goats? Well, they all have horns now. You must grab hold of the horns. I don't know why. We need pastors who have enough guts to fast and pray the house down. We need pastors with big guts who can fast and pray until the house burns on fire. Now, if you will only follow my words. Now, if you talk just like I do. The power of the Spirit will sweep over you. God will hit you with a broom. Every word I preach is in the Bible. This man thinks that the thing he says are really in the Bible. I hope someday you can come to my church and bless us the way we have been able to come and share with you. I hope, my friends, that someday one of us will go to his church and straighten out this poor man's theology. I want to thank you for the opportunity that I've had to come here and share these special insights with you. Thank you very much. Although we know this pastor from America is very crazy, let's all give him a round of applause so he doesn't feel so stupid. <laughs> to demonstrate the challenge of communication. Working with a translator. <clears throat> That's why we practice our sermons three times. And that's why we give the sermons to the translators. They have the sermons. And that's why if we have a special illustration that we want to use, that we talk to the translator ahead of time about it. Otherwise, I have told really funny stories <laughs> overseas <laughs> and had it translated and had the people just look at me. <laughs> They just don't get it if they don't understand it. And so even though you may think it's cute, and even though you, think you may think it's nice, if they don't get it, they don't get it. <laughs> so you talk to the translator ahead of time, and it works very good. Fortunately, in Rwanda, where we're going this May, May, what is it, Kathy? They should land May 11? May 11. We want you to land on May 11 in Kigali. And then the orientation is May 12, and May 13, the meetings begin. Now, we, ha we have a meeting with you every morning, and we have a very good trainer who will be there with us, Karen Glassford. Some of you know her, 
and she'll be there with this group from GYC. We have general conference people in other cities, and we have Elder Wilson in his own city, and, but we'll be at, at Gita Rama, is that right? And, and a very, very nice hotel, and it's the, the food is wonderful, and it's very inexpensive. Uh, we'll have the total price for the food in the hotel is $710, right? right. And now it, it costs another $600 for the registration fee and for the transportation each night back and forth from the hotel. And do we ever have a deal for you? <laughs> if you sign up under Thomas's website that Thomas put together for us, it's a beautiful website under tmi.adventist.org, and it's on that sheet that we're passing out that you have it gotten. We'll make sure you have it when you leave. Then you sign under, under GYC, and you give a special discount of $500. So that, that'll help out quite a bit, doesn't it? The tickets right now are running about $1,300. If you, Thomas, stand up so they can see you. If you want to talk to Thomas, he can send you to another place where you can buy tickets in January. They're on sale right now for $1,100. Is that right? About $1,100. And so that gives you a good savings. And so with $1,100, so you're, you're getting an, a really good deal here. So it's not, it doesn't cost an arm and a leg, you know. Well, <laughs> if you were translating it, it doesn't cost an arm and a leg in Rwanda, it may not, <laughs> it may not come out so good, right? <laughs> and so that's why we, we had to watch those kinds of sayings when we're there. But it doesn't cost an arm and a leg. And we can say that here in America and understand what we mean, right? So talk to Thomas or on the website. There's also a site there, Alan Butler, Butler Travel, if you forget that. And right now she's getting about the same price tickets, just a little more, I think about 1300 and so you can get the tickets uh, read, uh, fixed, and it's, it's not, not a bad deal. Yes. No, no. Now, let me back up and say this. Talk to your doctor. We're not medical professionals. We're just from the general conference. We don't know anything about medicine. <laughs> just for, you know, for insurance sake, we can't tell you that. But you, do have, you will have a special general conference insurance, and you'll be covered fully, uh, so that, that's fine. It's all taken care of. But talk to your medical professionals and make sure that you, know, you have to have the same shots you, you have here in the States. You know, you need to keep up your, your tetanus and typhoid and different things, you know, the shots that you get. But uh, normally, uh, now they will say to you, because it's Africa, some doctors will say you need malaria medicine. There's no malaria in Malawi or in, in, <laughs> in Rwanda, but so you don't really need it. But if you want to, to be safe, then the, what I would take, what we suggest is? What we suggest is take deep woods off and make sure you spray yourself well. The mosquitoes come out. If you have mosquitoes, they come out at dawn and dusk and, and are out during the night. And so you really want to spray yourself well. Deep Woods Off has a pretty high content of DEET that keep the mosquitoes away. And the other medicine? And, for malaria. oh, and what, what Dwayne and I do if we take malaria medicine is we um, take doxycycline, which is actually an antibiotic, and it helps you in two different ways. So doxycycline is a daily medication 
but it doesn't make you sick. Some of the malaria medicine will make you have nightmares and kind of make you sick and stuff. And so we do not take it and we don't recommend it. However, your doctor may say that you should take that. Ask him if you can't take doxycycline. If you look on the website for um, the, the disease control center, they, they list that. And some of your health departments in your counties will tell you, if you go just to the health department, that you can take doxycycline. So doxycycline is a, a mild antibiotic. You take it daily, and it also is a prophylactic for malaria. Again, there's no pro- malaria there, but if, you're, if your mama says you got to take it because the doctor said you should, you, you should then you do it. You know, that's, that's going to have to be up to between you and your mama and your doctor. Yes. I went to a travel clinic recently uh, in Oregon, and I told them I was going to Gitarama, Rwanda, and they did give me a yellow fever vaccine. So, yeah, I do recommend talking to your doctor, but that's what I had. Important. So talk to your, and again, you went to a travel center. You can go there. The, the less expensive uh, way to go is to go to a county health department, and they'll have a travel center in most of those, and you can talk to them, and they can tell you. Uh, and again, the yellow fever is a good thing to get. Absolutely. Okay. We, we'll, we'll go th- at the end, we'll answer some more questions, but that gives you some ideas. So we're looking at about $710. It's on the website, tmi.org. And no, t- no, tmi.adventist.org. And Thomas, it's working now on the iPhones and iPads and it, to register. You need to register to get the special discount for GYC. So you should go ahead and get that. So tmi.adventist.org. And if you have any trouble with that, Thomas is here. Grab him afterwards, and he can help you with it. And again, if you really want to buy your tickets now and get and go on, you know, right now is the sale. It starts now. It probably goes through January for the tickets, and it's not bad at eleven hundred bucks. That's very inexpensive. Don't leave here without this. Okay, this gives you the information if you forget it. Okay. Okay, let, let me tell you just a story. The most important thing that we have found for preparation for a mission trip, preparation for doing a series of meetings in America or any place in the world or in your local church if you're going to preach is prayer. Pray, pray, pray. Let me tell you a little short story about Mrs. Ford and Noah Greenman. Mrs. Ford lived in British Columbia, and several years ago, the pastor was saying we're going to have a series of meetings, and he asked the people to raise their hand if they would be willing to, to do something, to be involved. And Mrs. Ford goes home, and she had raised her hand. She thought, what can I do? I can't pass out literature. My legs are bad. My knees are bad. I can't do anything. And then she thought to herself, I can pray. And so she began to pray every day. But she didn't know who to pray for. And then God spoke to her, and she took the phone book, opened the phone book up, and she found how many names? She found 15 names. And she wrote down those 15 names. And prayed for them twice a day, day, morning and night, for three years, actually. And something marvelous happened. She was sitting in church one day, and they had just finished another series of meetings. And all of a sudden, the pastor baptized a man by the name of Noah Greenman. And she thought, no agreement, no agreement. I've been praying for him. She got her list out. Sure enough, she'd been praying for him. A name she had found in the phone book. So as the people are leaving, the pastor's standing by Noah Greenman, and people are shaking his hand. And she came by and shook his hand, and she said to him, I have been praying for you 
for three years. And he, he had this horribly surprised look on his face and says, you what? Yes, I've been praying for you for three years. What? I've been praying... I don't even, I've never met a Seventh-day Adventist before, he said, until I got this handbill. I came to these meetings. I don't know you. She said, I know that. <laughs> Where did you get my name? In the phone book. <laughs> and the, the pastor says, now, this is true. It really is. It seems almost impossible, but it's true. Nothing's impossible with God, right? Because a friend of mine just not long ago went to Canada, found no agreement, and he said, it's absolutely true. <laughs> it happened. He's in the church there. She is, Mrs. Ford has since died. And so the pastor said, tell me this story again. Well, you told us three years ago, remember, we, everyone had to do something. And, yes, I remember that. And she said, I didn't know what to do. So I went home and I took my phone book. I opened it up and I, I went through the phone book and I found 15 names that I've been praying for for three years, and no agreement is one of them. And the pastor said, do you have that list? Well, sure, I have my Bible. Can I see it? And she, he took it out and looked at it. Can I borrow this list? <laughs> well, sure. She said, I haven't memorized. I've been praying for three years, morning and night, for every one of them. And so he checked with all the other pastors in the area there in B.C., British Columbia, and found out that, what's it, eight or nine of them have been baptized. Amen. Isn't that amazing? Wow. You don't know what God will do when you start praying. When you start praying, something special is going to happen. So, Mrs. Ford, yes, preparation, prayer. Kathy, you, you're, our, my mother used to say, I'm strong on prayer. <laughs> so, we see prayer changes lives. So, if you, if you think about doing a mission trip and you don't have the money, it's all right. No big deal for God. You pray about it. You tell your church. You tell your pastor. You tell your friends, and God will make a way. He really will. God will make a way for you to have the funds to do this trip or to do any other project that God wants you to do. Well, here we are. Time to preach. Time to preach. And, you know, one of the things that we always say on every evangelistic meeting if it's in the Bible, I believe it. If it's not in the Bible, it's not for me. And do you know, sometimes young people especially are embarrassed to say that. They say, that's kind of dorky. But you know what? It has power. Because when you, when you are preaching, you let the people know, it's, this is from God's word. It's not from me. This is God's word, and it has power to change lives. And Dwayne had a series of meetings in Botswana. You know what happened? He was at the general conference for committee meetings about a year or two later. Was it a year later? And this one lady comes up to him who was on the general conference executive committee and went and down the hall, she said to do, she saw Dwayne and she said, If it's in the Bible, I believe it. If it's not in the Bible, it's not for me. People will remember that and they will be drawn to the Word of God. And that's what we want. We want people drawn to the Word of God, not to us. We want them to be like the Bereans, to, sh to search the scriptures. 
I have a keynote up. We're going to use ASI sermons. Also, we're doing some new uh, general conference sermons, and you'll have both of them to use. We'll use them over there. Th this is a sample. Can you see my, my computer? Is, are you two in the back? Can you see it all right? It's all right? You see how that looks? You, you have on this side, and you can adjust the size of the writing, etc. On one side, you have what's up on the screen, what's behind you that people are seeing. This picture here. And the other side, this is what's coming up. And down below here is what you say. Okay? You practice three times, out loud, out loud, three times. And then you work with your translator. You, he has the sermons, and he'll read them over. And so it's, it's foolproof. It works. It really does. It's exciting. Like the story we saw uh, this morning of the, what, how old was she, 10? 10-year-old 10 girl in Ghana who preached. Uh, you, you can do it. You really can. It's easy. It really is. It's, you will surprise yourself. The, the, the neat thing about this is, too, when you come back, you will have so much confidence that you've never had before. It's a life-changing experience spiritually and also with your abilities to how you can preach and use, you know, that God can use you in many, many ways. We had a friend of ours who, who, uh, who went with us, and he had, you know, he, he had a hard time finding a job. He, he didn't have any special talents or gifts and things, and he went and he learned how to do this. He used PowerPoint. He learned how to do it, Thomas, with his PowerPoint. He came back. He applied for a job at a health systems. He went as an assistant to one of the presenters when they were doing presentations. And the presenter got a bad code and didn't know he couldn't speak. And so Thomas said, oh, I know how to do PowerPoint presentations. He just learned it in Africa. He stood up and did a fantastic presentation. And he, they, they kept him on. This has been, what, 10 years ago. He has a fantastic job. He got married and has several little children now, I think three. Is that right? So it just changed his life. And yeah, he's, he's going to church all the time. He helps in church, and just it's, it's an amazing thing. So it'll help your, it'll help your gifts. It, it's, when you preach as many sermons, 17, 18 sermons, when you preach that many sermons, as many as some pastors do in a whole year, you know how to preach. You know how to give a presentation. So it's very, very helpful. Now, The power of the Holy Spirit. That's right, and by prayer. So we'd like to have... Volunteers, is that right? That's right? We're going to do this right now. That's right. And, and we have time. And so I need a volunteer. Kathy? One thing I wanted to mention is when you take these sermons, one lady said, I need to know how to, to edit them for myself to use in a prison. And I said, no problem. You can delete slides and you can add wording. But one thing that we caution you when you're over in Rwanda, if you're going over to Rwanda, the reason why the union, the Rwanda union and the conferences open their arms to us is they know what we're going to be preaching. They have faith in the sermons that we're preaching. We don't we don't, we ask that no one makes their own sermons, but they follow these sermons. And the reason is, is because everybody is preaching on the same topic. And these are experienced evangelists that have put these sermons together. 
Wow. Wow, Lauren. London? Awesome. We were just there. Yeah, we we went through London on our way to Montenegro and to India. And we have taken young people from Scotland with us. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So, Lauren, let me pray for you, okay? Let's, let's bow our heads. Father in heaven, thank you so much for Lauren that she is willing to be the first one to stand up and share the message to show how easy it is to preach these sermons. Pray that you'll bless her in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Now, one thing we said in our previous session is when you preach with a computer, especially when you're overseas, you want to have, we're going to ask them to each place to have a table. And you put your a computer on the table and have it out from you so that you can look down and see the notes and, and have eye contact with the audience. And so that is so important because you don't want to be hiding behind your computer. You want to have eye contact with your audience and make them feel like you're speaking to them, which you really are. Bear with me, please. I've never done anything like this before. Okay. So, if you see this road, do you think that it's just made by itself? Or do you think that somebody has made it? It's got some design to it. Even though roads and houses are much, much simpler than the world and human life itself, we know that they too um, are complex Oh, one moment. We know that they're too complex to have simply originated, to have simply originated by accident. So, how did this complex world get here? How did you get here? Who made you? Today, we're going to look at what the Bible says about the intentional way life began here on this earth. We will begin to learn about the God who claims to be the designer and creator of everything. The God who claims to be the eyewitnesses of how this world came into existence. The Bible begins by saying very simply. She's cheating, isn't she? You've done this before, haven't you? No? This is your first time? You're kidding. Wow, what do you think? <laughs> Thanks, Lauren. Wow. That's great. Thank you so much. Wow. Uh, I'm sorry I chose you first. Now all the rest of them are going to feel threatened. <laughs> okay. That is really ready to preach. Which one? Back here in the back? Behind Thomas. Right behind Thomas? Behind Thomas. Right. He's turned. You. You want to? Will you do it? Okay. Good. 
Let's pray together, okay? Father in heaven, thank you for Alpha, and I pray that you'll bless him as he preaches for the first time and sees his sermons for the first time. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, you want to start from the beginning or do this? Or go on from there. From the beginning? From here? Okay. Just take a minute and look at it. When he's come to here, begin by saying very simply, when you read the text here, I always like to turn to the screen and point to the screen and read it off the screen. What happens? You too will look to the screen, right? And we want people in the audience to read the Bible from the screen, okay? We will begin to learn about the God who claims to be the designer and creator of everything. The God who claims to be the eyewitness of how this world came into existence. The Bible begins by very simply saying, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1 verse 1. On the first day of creation week, God created light and began, and began the cycle of days and nights. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. So evening and morning were the first day. On day two, God made the sky above us and separated the water on the earth from the water in the clouds and the sky. Wow. Now, what do you guys think? Huh? All right. Good. Good. I'm sorry I chose you. <laughs> Excellent job. Very good. Another volunteer, maybe a young lady or a younger man or... Yes, sir, please come forward. Isn't that exciting? You know, we first did this when we did the New Beginnings back in, boy, I can't remember. It was an ASI meeting in San Francisco, and I remember it, it was the first time we had done it. We had just created the New Beginnings. The New Beginnings project cost, was it $2 million? We had an ASI in Michigan, and then we raised the money for $2 million to put all the graphics and stuff together. And these are the New Beginning Sermons. So this is, uh, these have been revised now, and that's when it started. It's been 10 years ago, at least. Yeah, more than 10, isn't it? I think it was, yeah, about 15 years ago, right. You are Daniel? Where are you from, Daniel? Indiana. Indiana. Can I pray with you? Okay, Father in heaven, thank you for Daniel. Bless him as he shares with us. Thank you so much. He's willing to have this experience in preaching. In Christ's name, amen. Okay, buddy, come up here. And what, one thing that I have found is that uh, young ladies normally, not always, normally don't have quite as hard a time preaching as guys. Did I say that? <laughs> Sorry, guys. It just seems they're just, for example, most ladies in school are better readers than guys are. <laughs> and it just seems to be a little easier for them than, than guys. On the other hand, with practice, we guys can learn to do it too. And so usually when ladies practice three times, we practice four times. <laughs> and it's all right. But uh, it, it's just the way it is. And so we have had some of our, our, 
season. That's true. We had our, our some of our very best teachers had young ladies. And they had some excellent guys as well. And they've had a lot of young people who have gone to college and taken theology mm-hmm. afterwards and become pastors. Um, one I was thinking of. Now they had different majors before. One I, I'm thinking of a young man. He's here. You probably know him. You see him around. Taylor Hinkle. Do you know Taylor? A.C. Taylor? Do you know what happened to him? Let me just close the page. Let me just. He was 14 years old. He showed up in Malawi with his mom. His mom was going to preach. He wasn't going to do anything. He was not, you know, he's just a 14-year-old kid. Just kind of didn't have any direction in life. And, and so I said to Taylor, I said, you asking about this. I said to Taylor, Taylor, one of our speakers got lost in South Africa, didn't make it to Malawi. Will you speak? And he said, what? <laughs> of course not. Well, I said, I have, I have a DVD player here. We have the sermons and everything. We just try. No. I said, yeah, just, just sit down. I'll set it all up and you can just try and I'll push the button for you. So he, he read it through. He tried and he tried again and tried again. And he said, you know what? I think I could do that. So that night, he preached his first sermon ever in Malawi. It wasn't good. <laughs> Don't tell him I said that. <laughs> it wasn't very good. But the next night, he was better, and the next night, he was better, and the next night, he was better, and you know Taylor today, right? He's excellent, and he learned to do this by preaching his first sermon in Malawi when he was 14. So God can use any of us, right? Yeah, you bet. Pardon me if I mess up. No, <laughs> Forgive no, me. <laughs> All right. So the evening and the morning were the first day. Then God said, let there be light, sorry, a firmament, in the midst of the waters, and let the waters divide the waters from the waters. <clears throat> then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and it was so. The next sentence. Day two, then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. Oh, it's repeating myself. <laughs> in the waters, and let them divide the waters from the waters. Okay, good. This is one six. And it was so. <laughs> and God called the firmament heaven. And the, so the evening and the morning were the second day. And then God called the firmament heaven. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> Uh, the third day, God made the dry land to appear and created the seas and covered the earth with uh, plant life. Then God said, sorry. Uh, and God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together under the place and let the dry land appear. Isn't that easy? Mm. Wow. Great job. Good, good, good. Give him a hand. Good, Daniel. Thank you. You can do that, can't you? You bet. What? Of course he is. Yeah, Daniel, sure he is. So if you practice how many times? Now, this is, this is cold turkey, guys. <laughs> when you come right up here and you haven't seen it before, it is, it is cold turkey. You're just, but, and, and, of course, you're in front of all these guys and gals, and we, you know, it's kind of intimidating, <laughs> very much so. But when you're, you practice three times and you're there in Rwanda and you're working with your translator, it'll be so easy. And like Kathy said, you'll pray and pray and pray, and you'll learn that it's not about you. It's about him, right? Okay? What an experience. Another, another preacher. No, I, I, she, she raised her hand first. Come, come on down. Come on down. And your name is? Okay, good, good, good. Chanel. <laughs> Kathy will pray with you. Hey, Chanel. 
We're so glad Chanel's come. She was at every one of our seminars, haven't you been? Yeah, so she's known the very beginning. Father in heaven, thank you so much for Chanel and her love for you and for her willingness to be used by you. We ask that you will bless her in a mighty way. In Jesus' name, amen. So you know the drill, Chanel. Yeah. Dwayne's okay. going to show you. Okay. Start right here. Read the text off the screen. Okay. Then God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit trees that yield fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so. So the evening and the morning were the third day. Uh-oh. She's cheating, isn't she? What? I don't know. It's just too good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm man. a teacher. You're a teacher? Okay. Wow. Excellent, Chanel. Woo! Give her a hand. Fantastic. Good, good, good. I need another volunteer. Maybe the back someplace. Oh, over here. Oh, this young man, come out. Tavares? Tavares, okay. Tavares, let me. Put, where are you from? Georgia. Georgia. Chanel, where are you from? Michigan. Michigan. Okay, and Georgia. Okay, Father in heaven, thank you for Tavares, and I just pray you'll bless him, and keep him excited about you and about preaching in Christ's name. Amen. Come, Tavares. Isn't this fun? Wow. Okay, let's go to the next text, and it's off the screen again. We have. One, one thing that's always good is to refer to the Bible text. And again, when the text is on the screen, when you're preaching in a live setting, you point to the screen. Now, it's a little more difficult when that will be in Rwanda. That will be Kenya Rwanda on the screen. So you tell your translator, he's the one that needs to look to the screen and read it off the screen. And, and he should do that and not off of your computer. And he will. He will. Okay? Ready? Then God said, let there be lights in the firmaments of the heavens to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years and let them be for lights in the firmaments of the heavens to give light on the earth and it was so and God saw that it was good so the evening and the morning were the third day wow wow excellent what do you guys say all right, good, good job. You're going with us too, right? Okay, praise God. We got Georgia and Michigan and uh, where are you from again? Indiana and London and Colorado. Wow, won't we have fun together? Anyone else? How about this young lady right here in the front? You want to try? Okay. Mindy. Where this is... Mindy's from Oregon, a good friend. Let me pray for you, Mindy. Father in heaven, Lord, thank you so much for Mindy that she's come to GYC and has a passion for you. Bless her as she shares the word now. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
Genesis 1.19 says, So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. On day five, the Bible says God made birds and fish and other creatures. What did God create on the fifth day? Then God said, Let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures. Let the birds fly above the earth, across the face of the firmament of the heavens. So the evening and morning were the fifth day, Genesis 1:23. The sixth day of creation was the most important so far. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creatures according to its kind. Cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth, each according to its kind, and it was so. She's cheating, isn't she? Must be. Good, Mindy. Thank you. Thank you. She's going to Rwanda. That's right. Okay. Good. <laughs> All right. Good, guys. Anyone else like to try this? In the back here, somebody? In the back? Just one. One more. One more. One more. <laughs> okay, come, yes. One guy, I need a girl. Maybe in the back there. One of you girls, you want to try it? Any one of you girls in the back? On the back row, is there, is there one? Is there one? Just one. How about the second to the back row? You, you guys think about this. And, yes, okay, come on down. Good. Your name is Stephen? Okay, Stephen. Where are you from? New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Anybody ever been to New Hampshire? That's a great state, isn't it? Let's pray for Stephen. Father in heaven, thank you for Stephen. I pray that you'll bless him as he takes, has this experience and going to Rwanda with us too, if that's your will. In Christ's name, amen. Okay. What do you think, buddy? All right? So let's back it up one. And this is the text. I'm going to read that off the screen. Okay? Genesis 1, verse 24 says, Then God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind, cattle and creeping thing and beasts of the earth, each according to its kind, and it was so. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Oh, no, he's cheating, isn't he? Yeah. Huh? Hey, good. Praise God. Good. good job. All right. Have you done it before? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Excellent. Very, very good. Erica. Erica. Erica is from Ohio. We're so glad Erica. she's come. Let's pray for Erica. Father in heaven, thank you so much for Erica that she has come to this class. And I pray that you will bless her in a special way as she shares to, with us about creation. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Dwayne will show you. Genesis 1.27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Man and female, he created them. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. 
Adam and Eve did not just evolve or just happen. The Bible says that God designed their bodies in his image. He is the great engineer, the great intelligent designer who brought us into being. God the Father, as the Bible calls him, was not alone in his work of creation. It was a work of love that involved the entire Godhead. Amen. What do you guys think? Amen. Great job. Okay, good. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Awesome. Awesome. One of you girls in the back standing there in the doorway, you want to come down? Have a nice experience? <laughs> How about one of you sitting in the back? Anyone, anyone in the back here? Girl, a guy? One more. Just one more. One more. Is there one more? Is there one more? <laughs> huh? William? You want to try it? Okay. There we go. Is there one in the back there, too? One of the girls? Guys? Just, just raise your hand if you'd like to do it. I'd like to try. I'd like to try. Is there one? <laughs> okay, William. Let's pray. Father, where are you from, William, first? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Okay. Father in heaven, thank you for William. Thank you for his interest in Rwanda and interest in preaching. I just pray you'll bless him. Thank you that he can be here with us in Christ's name. Amen. You go by William or Bill? Bill? Okay, good. They don't put their right names down, do they? <laughs> okay. We can just start here. He was a great engineer, the great intelligent designer. He is the great engineer the great intelligent designer who brought us into being. God the Father, as the Bible calls him, was not alone in his work of creation. It was a work of love that involved the entire Godhead. In Genesis 1.26, it says, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Oh, the Gospel of John developed this even more. Uh, text, um, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things that were made, through, were, all things were made through Him, and without Him, nothing was made that was made. Amen. Thanks, Bill. Excellent. That's not hard, is it? Nah. If it's under GYC, you need to get it within January, okay? So we need to do it in January. Plus, the, the, the good thing about signing up in January, you'll get the sale prices for the air tickets. If you wait, if you tarry, <laughs> you're going to be in trouble, okay? So to, for, for GYC, I think you go on and you sign, sign up and you have to pay a $100 deposit. And that, that way you're in, you get the discount. And then you go ahead and, and work with either Thomas or Alan Butler. It's on the... On the, it's on the, the uh, website there, Alan Butler's name is. But if you want Thomas's cheaper tickets, you can talk to him today, and that, that, that'll get that nailed down for you. Okay? So the, uh, the total amount that you will pay then will be $710. There's, there's also a $30 visa fee. When you get into the country of Rwanda, at the airport, you can buy your visa, and it's $30. Okay. Yes. Good. Any, any other questions? So, so the main thing is to sign up and then go to your doctor. Or I, I would, it's, it's less expensive if you, if you go to the county health department 
and most of our counties have those, and they can give you some advice there and get you the yellow fever shot if that's what they, they ask you. We got those. And, uh, and also, if they, you know, if, if they insist that you take malaria, I would ask them about doxycycline. My county health department in Texas, where we got ours, they said doxycycline was just fine, and our doctors have told us that too. So there's no malaria, but if you're scared and the doctor says you should take it anyway, go ahead and take the doxy because doxycycline is a mild antibiotic, and so in travel, sometimes we get some travel sickness, and that takes care of that. And, and it's also, and it's also uh, helps you with the malaria. Well, it's a, what's the word? Um, <laughs> prophylactis, that's right. It's a pro, mild prophylactis as well, and it takes care of that. It's almost as efficient and almost as good as some of the heavy, heavier anti-malarial drugs like melarone. But some of those are really hard on your body, and so we do not encourage it. And just tell the doctor you like to have something a little milder, like the, the doxycycline. If you look it up, you'll see that's a prophylactic as well for, for anti-malarial. Okay? Other questions that you might have for us? Yes. Yes. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's your sermons. And the nice thing about the ASI sermons too, and also the new ones in the general conference, you'll have it in English and English. And now for Rwanda, if you sign for that, you get the Rwandese, but you can also have it and it's free. There's, there's no charges, no expiration dates or anything for either one of the sermons. And I think you can go on, there's a web, isn't there a, on the phone, an app, I believe there's an app for ASI sermons. And you can get that, and you can, you can look at the sermons right away that way. So you can go ahead and get those, and I would encourage you to do that. So there's an app for the ASI sermons, and go ahead and get those, and you can look at it, and you can start practicing. When we're talking about Rwanda, we want you to realize that you are not going to be alone. Dwayne and I are going to actually be coordinating these meetings. And when you sign up, I will be sending you emails with information about the country of Rwanda, about the hotel. Uh, you're going to be eating food just like you do in America. Maybe not the same, same uh, menu, but they have potatoes, they have rice, they have beans, and 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 vegetables and wonderful bread and f wonderful fruits. And so, all that good stuff. And the hotel at Gitarama, where GYC participants are going to be, is amazing. I mean, it's very squeaky clean. The people are awesome. We ate our uh, a lunch there. Do we eat yeah. two meals there? Yeah. Anyway, it was fantastic. We could not believe how good it was. And so you are well taken care of. There is, when you fly into Kigali, there is somebody there to meet you. There is somebody to transport you to the hotel in Gitarama, which is about 45 minutes to an hour from the airport in Kigali. And then on Thursday, you have, you'll arrive on Wednesday. And usually in the afternoon or toward evening, you'll arrive. And then on Thursday, we have the orientation 
about, uh, and, and you'll meet with the pastors in the area as well as the elders from your church. Each one of you will have your own church. And then on Friday morning, there will be worship, and you'll have uh, a meeting there as well. And then Friday night, about 4.30 on Friday night, the 13th of May, you'll be picked up by either a church member or the pastor. Usually it's a church member that will take you to your site where you will be preaching. Now, one thing very important for us to tell you, for parents and for all of you to know, is that if you're a young lady, uh, we tell them um, uh, the pastor or any male cannot pick you up by himself. And so we, we make sure that you're taken care of. And so someone else will be there for you and with you and will take care of you. The, our people in Rwanda, our, one nice thing, a great thing about being a Seventh-day Adventist, no matter where we go in the world, our people take care of us. And they'll take care of you very, very well. And the, the food is wonderful. Uh, it's just a great mission trip. The price, actually, I think this is one of the less expensive ones we've ever had. And so the price is right. <laughs> and we're subsidizing it with $500. So you don't have to pay the site fee. So it's, it's really a, a great deal for you. And uh, arrive, if you get your tickets other than Ellen Butler, she knows the date. But if you talk to Thomas and get a less expensive ticket, you need to ride there on the 11th, on the 11th of May. 2016, not 2017 or 18, 2016, 11th of May. That's not long, is it? You had time to prepare, time to get your fundraising in place. You put a $100 deposit. That gives you a few weeks to go ahead and raise the other money and then for your airfare as well. Now, January, they always have good sales on airfares, a good time to buy your tickets in January. Don't, don't wait till May 1. <laughs> It'd be very, yeah, then you're looking at a double in the price. So that really makes it tough for you. Other questions? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. $30 visa. Okay. Great deal, isn't it? Wow. From London, it's probably cheaper, I'm sure. Yeah. It probably isn't. Talk to Jonathan or to Thomas. I can give you the website. If any of you are under the age... Well, under the age of 18, you have to have a parental consent. Uh, we'll send you one, as well as a point person that is actually going to be overseeing you. I mean, if you're traveling with a group, uh, an adult or whatever. So that is very important. We want you guys, we want your parents to feel reassured that you're well taken care of. So go, go ahead and get signed up as soon as possible. We have 50 slots for GYC, and uh, we're going to make a big announcement on Sabbath and pass out all these brochures and have the decision cards, and so those slots will go. So go ahead and get signed up, and we're, we're ready to go, okay? Any other questions before we have prayer? I know our time is about gone here. Two apps? ASI Evangelism. Thanks, Thomas. Anyone else? So go and get your app, look at the sermons. You can download them, and you can start practicing right away. Pretty good deal, huh? We'll send them to you with the Rwandese, but you can practice. It's the same sermon, so or Kenya Rwanda. Yeah, okay? Again, great, great mission trip, wonderful, life-changing. 
tell mama it's safe. <laughs> she's going to look at the news, and she's going to see, oh, oh, there's war in Burundi next door. Well, they're having some problems in Burundi, but Rwanda has secure borders. They've had trouble for years in the Congo, next door as well, not in Rwanda. It just doesn't happen there, and so it's very, very safe. Good, stable government. Past history is a long time ago with the genocide. Everything is fine now. You'll be safe. We don't take people to unsafe places. We just don't do it. And so this is a safe country, wonderful people, great Adventists. Uh, we're looking at, I think, 700,000 Adventists in the country of Rwanda today and probably a million and a half who say they're Adventists. And so it's, it's one of the hev- most heavily populated places in the world of Seventh-day Adventists. And it's a great place to, to do evangelism and a great, you'll have a great and wonderful life-changing experience on the edge, extreme, head pounding, heart pumping, <laughs> extreme experience in preaching. Oh, the flight is about. Uh, Depends on where you fly from. Yeah, usually it's going to be seven, eight hours to London, and then London on down. It's what if you go through Turkey, about nine hours, and then another six, eight hours, I guess. Yeah, I always plan on 20, 20 hours. And, of course, you have layovers. Yeah. We'll yeah. send you all kinds of information. You'll get, Kathy will, will bombard I, I'll, you. I'll inundate you with emails. <laughs> information. Okay? Yeah. And you can, you can email her, call her. You have her phone number, and we'll help you out in any way we can. Okay? I think we have to go. Thomas, would you come forward and have prayer for us, please? And we want to thank Thomas. Thank Thomas for being here with us. and. Yep, website. He did put it all together for us. And let's give him a hand, should we? Dear Jesus, Lord, thank you for the work that you're doing in our lives and that you want to do in Rwanda with and through us. And Lord, I just ask that you help us to follow your leading. And Lord, give us your blessing. Amen. Amen. This message was recorded at the GYC 2015 conference called Chosen Faithful in Louisville, Kentucky. GYC, a supporting ministry of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, seeks to inspire young people to be Bible-based, Christ-centered, and soul-winning Christians. To download or purchase other resources like this, visit us online at www.gycweb.org.